0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. My name is Avid Ka and I talk about bootstrapping, entrepreneurship, and building in public. This episode is called "The Performative Nature of Building in Public: A View from the Inside." First, a word from our sponsor. This week's episode is sponsored by Effie International, a market-leading M and A advisor helping founders like you exit their businesses since 2010. FA International has completed hundreds of millions in SaaS, e-commerce, and content business acquisitions. And here's the story of Tom Benatar, a French entrepreneur who lives in the south of France. And he's lived and breathed the SaaS space for over six years now. Uh, He made his debut in 2015 when he co-founded SaaS Invaders. That's a private sales website that provides great deals and various tools and resources and apps designed for startup growth. And a few years later, Benatar co-founded PixelMe, which is a URL shortener that embeds retargeting pixels into short links, quite specific and effectively retargeting anyone who clicks on a shortened URL. And when it came to deciding the right time to sell PixelMe, Benatar says that although he finds the digital advertising space interesting, he shares that his ambitions lie elsewhere in creating productivity tools, in fact. He says his dream is to create a productivity tool used by millions of people. And... Well, he eventually decided to sell PixelMe through FE International to start focusing on that goal. And when you're trying to decide the right time to sell your SaaS business, the decision is ultimately unique and personal to you and your business. And no one can really make the call besides you. And there likely won't be a black and white understanding that it's the right time. So it's really still helpful to keep in mind the goals you had for your business, whether those goals have been achieved. And whether you feel personally attached to your business. If you're satisfied with the success of your SaaS business and you're ready to move on to new horizons, there might be a hint that it's a good time to sell. And if you're curious about how much your business could be worth, and if now is the time to sell, AFI International offers free valuations. Go to AffyInternational.com to learn more. Now, let's get started. When you build in public, you're performing. And I'm doing this right now, so This whole story is about the performative nature of building in public. you can call it what you want, sharing your authentic journey or teaching from the driver's seat or whatever. When you type your updates into that Twitter prompt, you are thinking about how you can most authentically show something to your audience. And that is a performance. And it's a performance that I believe to be worthwhile and empowering, but it's nonetheless artificial and strategic. It's something that every public builder eventually struggles with. Why does this matter? Well, it matters because one of the most common arguments against building in public is it being nothing more than a publicity stunt, a marketing angle, and a way of socially manipulating people into caring about your brand. And I think it's not just that. It's way more, and that's why I want to talk about it today. And in fact, I want to share not just what I think about this issue, but what I feel and what it feels like from the inside. From the inside of a building public journey that I'm on, and the inside of me, the person behind the Twitter avatar. I've been building in public for years now. There are entrepreneurs out there that have been around for decades, people like Pat Flynn, who's been sharing his journey since 2008, and he's still going strong. It's not a particularly new or surprising thing that you can get people to invest their attention, support, and eventually money into you and your business by involving them in the process. Building in public is probably just a rebrand of the open kitchen restaurant. But the scope at which this happens today is something new. Hundreds, if not thousands of people decide to build their next project publicly. If my Twitter feed is any indication, and that is reason enough to talk about one of the problems with building in public, the amount of cognitive dissonance you have to live with as a builder. And it starts when the intentionality of building on social media becomes important. Back when I used Twitter and Facebook, just to keep in touch with friends and family, it was easy to use those tools. You read a lot and sometimes you post a message here or there depending on your mood and if you had taken a nice picture of your meal in the recent past, but it wasn't really a big deal. But now that I have a strategic goal that involves using Twitter and other social media purposefully, I'm constantly feeling like Jacqueline Hyde. Who's talking, Arvid the founder or Arvid the Arvid? And you constantly oscillate between person and persona when you share your journey, day in and day out. And it's quite bizarre. There are moments when I know exactly what I want to tweet, but I stop myself, thinking that this might dilute my message. And then there are moments when I'm not on Twitter doing regular things, regular people things like carrying groceries or making an omelet, where I ponder if that particular activity would be worth sharing online. And one day I saw a couple of cans of imported beer and I wondered aloud if this might be content. Yikes. People who act and share in public are under this constant self-imposed pressure. A, use their daily lives as content, and B, not over-optimizing their lives to turn the performance into a reality. And detaching from this balancing act is very hard. It takes focus, attention, and willpower to push it into the virtual realm, back there, where it belongs. Nobody teaches you this. And the positive reinforcement you get from your audience sure doesn't help push it aside. You keep doing it. And from my perspective, I feel that whenever I tweet, I'm both on a stage in front of a crowd of people that I don't know. And I'm on a couch with a few of my best buddies at the same time. After all, I have forged great friendships on Twitter and those people often engage with my tweets, but almost 50,000 other Twitter users are watching at the same time. You become aware of that at some point. A Reply out of the blue, just coming from a person on the other side of the planet will throw you off balance either because it's rude or it hits you where you didn't expect it, something happens. And you'll notice that it's not just your buddies watching at that point, but you have a global audience of people who know you well, but you don't know them at all. Well, so far so gloomy. I was pretty afraid of these moments for a long time. And then I chose to embrace them and to be honest to myself about what I was doing. And that made everything much clearer, easier, and allowed me to set boundaries. Honesty really starts with admitting your goals. Building an audience, creating an intentional following of people with the expressed intent to make money of that in some way at some point, well, it's a business goal. It's something I want. It's a financial goal to work towards. And it's something new when it comes to social media. There is no business goal on, to being on Facebook when all you do is chat with pals and family. There's no pressure to retain your friends by broadcasting content. You being you is what they follow you for. And funnily enough, the most effective way of building in public seems to be exactly that as well, but you only arrive there almost ironically by going through this stage of learning how to perform your authentic self. This is the journey that I took. I was a normal person, then I became a strategic builder in public, and now I'm the normal person building in public. You go from person to persona and back to person. I'm not a psychologist, but this shirt sounds weird to me in a good way but also in a not-so-good-for-you kind of way. There's a kind of self-censorship that happens when you know that everyone is watching. Every tweet is a performative act, even the spontaneous ones. Your awareness of that, of your audience, and how they might react, adds a filter to your own self-perception. And you start asking yourself, is this act of mine an authentic act? Isn't that the weirdest thing to ask yourself? You're literally asking yourself, would I do this if I was me? And it was... When I understood the ridiculousness of this like circular argument that I stopped being a persona and I went back to being a person. I stopped treating my progress updates as a demand increasing strategy and I just started sharing the interesting parts of my work because they're fun or because they're horribly boring. Either way, they're interesting. And I even regularly forget to plug my projects to market in the tweets where I talk about them. And I think I'm genuinely myself in these moments, just a curious tinkerer sharing something that made him giggle or rage or ponder or whatever triggered that particular tweet. But I feel this is the kind of public sharing that I want to do, allowing my own human curiosity to make others curious. And funny enough, I know at this point that admitting your goals in public like this is also performative. There is no stopping this. And I'm quite aware of that. And it creates a particular resonance in some people. I've received many DMs about this over the last couple years, either directly asking me about the performance aspect or asking in a more veiled, perhaps less self-aware version. How do I stay authentic? And this question always comes with a hidden question that is not asked. And that is, how much or is too much or too little authenticity to accomplish my goals? And honestly, as long as you ask yourself these questions, you won't find an answer. Your authenticity on Twitter, mind you, is an externalized quality anyway, it doesn't come from within you. It's not being authentic that matters, but the perception of those around you who find you authentic. and that, like with your real life friends can only come from a long time of seeing you act in accordance with your stated intentions. It's about trust and trust that like that develops while people are on your journey with you watching you be authentic, be yourself. So if you struggle with the question of your own self-authenticity and what a confusing recursive thing that is, you might find solace in the fact that you just need to match your actions to your promises to be perceived as an authentic person. It's a pretty simple filter to apply to deeds and words in your life, and it will serve you better than all that here is what it means to be a public builder kind of castle in the sky you come up with, that you have come up with until now. So just show up and show your work. And do it long enough for people to find joy in it and see you do what you promise. So just be honest with your audience about your goals. If you're building an audience strategically, admit that. First to yourself, it's the hardest part, and then to your audience. This removes the veil of projection from all your interactions. And I've always hated how certain marketers make me feel like they were genuinely interested in a relationship, but then weren't. I really did not enjoy all those almost personalized cold emails that I received over the years Well, I know for a fact that I'm just one of the hundreds that got an AI built message. They've always felt dishonest to me. They projected familiarity and empathy, but the moment I'd fall off the funnel, all contact would be gone. And that's the dishonest part. I was promised a relationship, but they were looking for a transaction. And the question that leaves me with is if there can even be genuine relationships when at least one side has a business interest. Can this relationship be anything but transactional. And I believe it can. In fact, I see it develop every day on my own journey. The reason I am so optimistic about building in public as a means to empower your life and the lives of those around you is that once you learn to be honest, once you accept delayed gratification and being selfless in the moment as a generally worthy way of spending your time, then you're leveraging the most powerful force between people. And that's connection, that's trust, and that builds over time. You increase your potential tenfold once you allow for a genuine and non-transactional relationship to bloom. The moment you stop playing finite games, trying to win stuff, and you start playing infinite games, trying to keep playing the game, you outgrow those performative things, the performative nature of your public journey. When you understand that being kind and honest today will create a better life for you a few years down the road, things will become much less about being just the right amount of authentic and much more about being the tide that raises all the boats. What can you do to make other people's lives better? And that is what I want to be. That is my goal. And that's what, what I want to do to help others find as well. That's why I build in public. And I said initially that this was less about what I think and more what about, about what I feel. And I hope that this train of thought nature of this piece didn't leave you more confused than you were before. Because I'm saying this after having spent the last five days working from like eight to 10 hours a day on my Twitter course. And I recorded almost five hours of material in one day and spent two and a half full days listening to myself teach the course twice. And it was during those two sessions of being my own student when I started feeling more clarity around my path to becoming a public builder. What happened and I noticed what I had always thought it would be like, what it turned out to be and what struggles I went through. I was also sharing this particular course creator journey on Twitter quite a lot while I was doing it. And there was great feedback, a lot of support and an avalanche of admiration. And it made me feel very welcome, very grateful for all these little moments of kindness. And it's from that place in my heart that I say this now. I hope this helps a little bit. It allowed you to have a glimpse into what goes on in the mind of someone who learns so he can teach and teaches so he can learn. So thanks for listening. That's it for today. Thank you for listening to The Bootstrap Founder Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Arvid Kahl, A-R-V-I-D-K-A-H-L. You can check out the blog at thebootstrapfounder.com. You can find my book, Zero to Sold, at zerotosold.com. The Embedded Entrepreneur at embeddedentrepreneur.com. And my new course, find your following at arvid.link Twitter. If you have questions about this episode, reach out on Twitter or send an email to arvid at thebootstrapfounder.com. If you want to support me in the Boots of For The Podcast, please leave a rating and a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash founder. Thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.